0: I'm really excited to introduce our two guests today. That's right. I said two guests because this is the first time in the history of Be Brave at Work that we have two guests on together. Our first guest is Susanna Camp, who is a principal at Susanna.Camp. She is a co-author of a new book, The Entrepreneur's Faces, How Makers, Visionaries, Outsiders Succeed. She's an entrepreneur in residence at School Lab in San Francisco, and she writes and posts thought leadership articles and social media posts on LinkedIn. Twitter, Medium, and elsewhere for CEOs and executives looking to build their voice and reach. She's the editor-in-chief of Smart Up Life, the Innovation Hub, and she's a speaker, moderator, workshop leader in topics such as innovation, entrepreneurship, and ethics. Jonathan Littman is an author, speaker, and teacher. Creativity, innovation, and applied design is a graduate class he teaches for international students at the University of San Francisco. He is also an entrepreneur in residence with the Paris Headquartered Global Consultancy School Lab. And Jonathan is a keynote speaker in the US, Europe, China, Canada on subjects ranging from innovation to entrepreneurship and startups. Lastly, he's the winner of the New York Press Club Award and a recipient of the Peter Lizagor Award for Exemplary Leadership. Hello, Susanna and Jonathan.
1: Hello, Ed, it's great to be here.
0: Hi, Ed, great to be on the show. Great. It is fantastic to have both of you here. And Susanna, let's start with you. I gave it a uh, mild effort to try to uh, educate people on your impressive background. But if you could tell us a little bit more about what you're doing today and really how you're currently interfacing with the marketplace.
1: Sure. Let me uh, go back a little bit. Uh, Yes, I have a, a lot going on. I've been around a while. I was at Wired Magazine way back when we were building one of the first websites in the world in the dawn of the web. Uh, I was leading a team there, building the community, so the threaded discussion boards and the chats and the events. It was really fun, very entrepreneurial. Uh, I was at Macworld Magazine and PC World and some other publications, and then I took some time out from publishing to get a master's in education, uh, focused on policy and education, and I was working at a, a, a desk job, basically doing project management, tech project management. And I then found that there was sort of a renaissance happening in the tech world. And I, I decided to take some steps to get back into tech. I would take vacation days from work and go to tech conferences and kind of expand my network and started to write more about that. And John, Jonathan and I would write about innovation and entrepreneurship for our, our website that was sort of fledgling back in 2015, smartup.life. Um, and uh, I just started to uh, be feel braver and uh, I just left. I decided to become an entrepreneur and really uh, walk the talk. And so we got this idea to write a book about all the the startup fever that was catching on all over the world. We uh, planned uh, to go to Europe to meet some of the entrepreneurs that we were meeting in San Francisco who were learning about the Silicon Valley ecosystem. And we booked some flights to Europe to start to research our book.
0: Wow! Fantastic. You know, the one thing I love about your story is that you actually reinvented yourself by taking personal days from your current job to uh, go to conferences and learn a little bit about a new industry.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. the 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 trip to Europe, actually, the research for the book was it was another kind of an interesting step in bravery. We 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 booked a flight over. And we kind of bookended our trip with a conference in, in Lisbon, Web Summit, one of the biggest tech conferences in Europe. And then we, uh, six weeks later, we were going to go, we planned to go to another conference in Helsinki. It's called Slush. It's a really fun conference, uh, in the darkness of winter in Helsinki. (laughs) And we didn't have anything planned in between. And what happened was we ended up meeting hundreds of entrepreneurs and getting great stories for our book, The Entrepreneur's Faces.
0: Wow, well, fantastic, Susanna, thank you so much. And how about you, Jonathan? What else can you tell us about your background and how you currently connect with the marketplace?
2: Yeah, I started out writing about technology and I actually quit a fantastic job. I was with one of the, the fastest growing tech publications in America and I quit the job to write a book. And I actually had to fund my first book partially with my credit card. And actually, it was quite some time ago, I had a $20,000 debt. And uh, the book turned out quite well, uh, great critical reviews. And I got a job out of the book as well, so I was able to pay off the debt. That was maybe my first brave thing. And I started writing books, and I wrote two major books about computer hackers, Uh, And that strangely led to me working with IDEO, which is one of the most innovative uh, companies in the world. And I wrote two major books that became international bestsellers with them, uh, Art of Innovation, Ten Faces of Innovation. I, I think one of the things I've done that I'm proud of is I kept taking risks. So I had about six years where I did something pretty wild. I was a major contributing editor for Playboy magazine, uh, quite different from tech. And I didn't write about sex. I wrote about sort of the edge of sports. And um, by the time we got to the time I almost met Susanna, uh, there was this huge shift taking place where the world was kind of moving from innovation, which was more about corporations to this new word where we're talking about entrepreneurship and startups in San Francisco. And I took another little risk where I decided I wanted to teach and uh, had never taught before. And about 10 years ago, started teaching in international business schools and University of San Francisco. And this in the events Susanna talked about organically led to us wanting to write a book for this new person the entrepreneur. And we think you can be very entrepreneurial in a job, um, in a small business, um, in your sort of second moonlighting activity. And we saw that most of the books were about organizations. They were like lean startup and um, other models, business model canvas you may have heard of. So, we wanted to try to figure out whether there are types of entrepreneurs. And we found several of them in San Francisco. And as Susanna mentioned, we just kind of boldly went out to Europe and didn't have that many uh, appointments in advance and kind of made it happen as we went along.
0: And so, what drove you to a European visit? Was a conference? Was there a collection was- of entrepreneurs?
2: There were so many European and, and Asian
0: entrepreneurs coming to San
2: Francisco. They would put on events uh, we would go to these, you know, afternoon or evening events. Um, I, because my university is very international, I was hosting innovation labs and Susanna would assist me often with groups from all over Europe, uh, many from China, uh, South Korea. Um, so. We were already sort of one leg, you know, over the Atlantic already, <laughs> and uh, we wanted more than just the San Francisco model of entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, there's been a. If I could just jump in, there's been a worldwide trend in entrepreneurship, and it's often at the the country level. Today, the countries that are more innovative are investing in entrepreneurship, sponsoring accelerators and incubators and entrepreneurship programs, often for kids as young as high school age, sometimes sometimes younger, but more often high school, college. So they're really investing in changing the mindset of young professionals and trying to get young talent away from more static careers.
0: You know, when I think about the word entrepreneurship, as an observer of that world, I have my own practice, so I don't consider myself, however, to be an entrepreneur. But when I observe entrepreneurship, one of the key words that comes to, I think, most people's mind is bravery, that they think that anybody who attempts to be an entrepreneur needs to show some degree of bravery. I'm wondering what your your thoughts and reflections on that are.
2: Well, we decided to call our book, you know, the entrepreneurs' faces, and we did it because we think there are different ways to be brave, and there are different kinds of talents, and we we actually view all ten of our characters. So we have ten real people who went through what we call essentially sort of the the entrepreneurs' arc, who developed their idea, who got funding, who launched, and. Every single one of them had to be brave, uh, multiple times. One of my favorite is this woman, uh, Karoli Hendricks. She's Estonian, um, amazing tiny little country, super tech. She, her first funding meeting was, you know, the, the angel investors in Estonia. They were, of course, all men and she was the only woman uh, pitching and they were nasty to her. Um, They didn't ask a single good question, and afterward, they ignored her and uh, paid attention to all the men. And she was quite down after this, but she had another meeting, and she had a meeting actually in Helsinki, which is just across the bay on on a fast ferry, and she realized she was going to be late to this investor meeting, and she started to think, if I can't make this investor meeting, my company will never happen. She got off the ferry and started running, but realized she couldn't run fast enough in her boots. She tore off her boots and ran barefoot for two miles to a meeting with an investor in Helsinki, you know, was sweating. And the man invested and and said, I don't know anything about your company, but I believe in you. And wow. We found a lot of people who had moments like that in their story. Is she the athlete? She is what we call the guardian. Uh, Her company is all about giving opportunities for, um, you know, inequities. Uh, She makes it really easy to get a visa to work in different countries. And she did this because she uh, actually attended Singularity, a famous sort of guardian style university in San Francisco was trying to solve big problems. And she realized there should be more opportunity in the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, I would say, though, that she is also an athlete and exhibits some tendencies of the athlete type. <laughs> uh, she obviously runs, but, but really, she's kind of a mover and a doer, and uh, she does not stop for uh, Mm -hmm. obstacles. And so um, I just a note on that, when we designed this framework for the book, we wanted to make sure that it was holistic, and that uh, people could be see in themselves more than one of the faces, because it it doesn't work as it wouldn't have worked as well if it were sort of mutually uh, exclusive um, binary model.
0: Well, your book lists 10 types or faces of entrepreneurs, and I'm wondering, do they all include some type of need to be brave at work? And are there any commonalities? Are there any common bravery behaviors or activities that most entrepreneurs need to show now and again in order to be successful?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, Well, uh, we do think of them all as brave. I think that one commonality is empathy, they, they need to sort of have some self-awareness and uh, the ability to work well with others and have some emotional intelligence. But there's, there's another type in there that we call the evangelist, which is a really important and somewhat universal type. This is the person who really knows how to tell a story well. And uh, that can be either the story of the product, which they might be selling and pitching and, and winning people over on before it even exists. Uh, but they're also pitching uh, themselves and they're telling their story in a way, their creation story in a way that's compelling and makes others want to believe in them, whether that's investors or team members, or, or, or us, for example, the reporters coming to learn about their story so that we can tell it to the world.
2: And I would add Ed, that they all had to overcome a failure, and/or you know, people you know at quite senior levels who told them it wasn't possible. They couldn't do it. Um, one of our great stories is is a fellow who actually is the evangelist. His name is Ubi Deagle. We like his story even better because he made his big um, success at fifty-two. And he tried to do crowdfunding for this wonderful new product. And it was a colossal failure. And he jumped on a plane and he went to Web Summit, the largest conference in Europe, um, in Lisbon. And there were 1,200 startups competing to win this pitch prize. And as I said, he had just failed and he worked up through the ranks and in front of 12,000 people, he kind of knocked it out of the park. He won 50,000 euros. He got a new contract for manufacturing. Um, and every single one of these entrepreneurs had to sort of get off, off, off the mat, you know, after being sort of knocked back one or two times. Well, I
0: find an interesting... Uh, commonality between empathy and telling stories well, because both of those include, I think, characteristically, a lack of clarity on how people are going to receive it. So if you're empathetic to somebody, it doesn't mean they're all going to be uh, receiving of that empathy. And I would imagine people who tell stories, unless they told the same story and know the impact it's going to have the first time out, don't know if people are going to enjoy the story. And so I think both of those require bravery. To be empathetic without knowing how people respond, I think, requires some degree of bravery. And to tell stories, I've heard that a lot, especially in my practice, even as I interview and talk with people or participate on podcasts, people sh- share with me that I should share more stories about what I've experienced and what I'm asking them to participate. And it feels as though it requires a uh, higher degree of bravery. I'm wondering you know, what your thoughts on that might be.
2: Well, you know, one of the things we we find, I think this is a bit related, is that, you know, an entrepreneur may have a story for their company. And what differentiates an entrepreneur from a typical business person is usually that first story doesn't win over the audience. Um, and usually it fails in some degree. They don't get the customers they needed. They don't get the investment they needed. And what, separates an entrepreneur is they change, they pivot. And that requires tremendous bravery. Uh, We, one of our favorite stories is a guy we call the visionary, um, who is Finnish. And he kind of had a modest uh, plan uh, in life because he was a UX designer in Finland and he could only go so far. And he had two or three huge failures, lost a, a million dollars in China And then he decided that the place for his company to succeed was Palo Alto, California. He visited it one time, he had a gut feel, he knew there were companies there who might be clients. And he essentially told a white lie for a year that he lived there because the clients wouldn't hire him if he was just a visiting European. And he got some amazing new clients and he took another chance by having startup clients Who couldn't pay him very much. So it was another level of bravery because he wasn't earning very much income. And one of those startup clients was so successful, he was recommended and he instantly had $5 million in in revenues coming in. So what we see is they'll tell an initial story or a second story and it'll fail and they have the guts and the wherewithal and the flexibility to come back with something
0: new. Well, you've shared a couple of examples of what might be considered bravery in the workplace, the ability to be empathetic, to tell a story well. Are there any other words or phrases that either of you think of as it relates to demonstrating bravery in the workplace?
2: So, what we find, uh, I would say here, is that you have to have character. I'd say that's a big thing. All of these individuals at various times They had just tremendous character, and I believe character is part of bravery. One of our favorites is actually, we were talking earlier about the athlete. One of our favorites is is a man in Santa Barbara who, uh, a little bit like Susanna, who told a story a moment ago about leaving her job and I left my job. Well, well, Joel uh, Heath actually was fired um, from a fantastic job. He had a wife and young children, and he never saw this coming. And what he did is on his bathroom mirror that he shared with his wife, he wrote down ideas on on the bathroom mirror. And he had about five of them. And after a few months, he decided he was going to pursue one of them. He started creating this startup in the garage, just like the myth. (laughs) And his startup was a new way to work, actually. It's kind of like a surfboard balance board. That is perfectly ergonomically designed. So you can actually work standing up and he had some early success in developing it. And then he had a huge setback, which was that his manufacturer overseas made a mistake. And so the actual product was going to be delivered late. And he had sold this on um, Indiegogo. And it was a tremendous uh, first offering. He got a half a million in orders and he had to make this gut wrenching character decision. Did he would he deliver two months late or would he take a huge hit to his bottom line and deliver them essentially what were prototype models, which were higher quality and much more expensive for him? And he chose the character decision. He delivered these beautiful boards and lost about $100,000 when it really mattered. And and we think that's what great entrepreneurs do.
0: They choose character. A lot of our guests uh, come on the podcast, Susanna and Jonathan, with a bravery story. So this might be something that they've done upon reflection that required amongst many emotions bravery or something they didn't do that upon reflection they regret because there's something they should have said or done that they didn't do you both have had very active careers i think you both have confided in us that you left a job a successful career for other opportunities i'm wondering if you both have a, a bravery sh- story that you'd love to share with our listeners
1: uh, sure. Uh, I had an experience while we were writing this book, actually, when, when we were at Web Summit and when we saw, uh, Uwe Diegel step up onto that small stage to begin his pitching his, his product for just not very many people because he hadn't quite advanced to the louder, later rounds. And I had brought with me a little Sony recorder. Uh, to record uh, his the audio for that. Um, it was, and I, I, I think at the time, um, I, I didn't have the confidence that I would remember necessarily the high points of uh, a conference or an experience without recording everything on my little recorder. And then of course, the, the, the memory in my recorder was full. And so I couldn't record. And so what I did at that time, instead of actually listening to his, like, wonderful, inspiring speech that just took off and won everybody over, I was looking at my little recorder (laughs) trying to figure out how to erase the memory. And so I kind of actually missed Missed the whole thing. John told me about it afterwards. (laughs) And I I met Uwe and I said, wonderful speech, but I hadn't actually heard him. So I learned a lesson there that really you you need to just sometimes just ditch your tech. If it's not working, just uh, be in the moment and um, just be present and know what is happening around you and prioritize accordingly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Some people call it pivoting, right? Where something is not working and you got to dump it and start over. So, yeah, and Well,
2: you... I, I would second
0: Susanna. I actually
2: was writing a story for Playboy about these crazy wild ticket hustlers at the Super Bowl and my um, Apple computer died and I had a moment of panic. And then I realized I had been taking little notes in a little notebook. And actually, the story turned out better because I didn't have that. But I would like to say that I think Susanna and I both did something a little brave in that when the pandemic happened, we had a number of experts, whether they're editors, you know, whether they're um, agents, tell us, well, you cannot come out with a book during the pandemic. You should wait. And I would say to everyone out there, entrepreneurs don't wait. They jump. They (laughs) run. You know they try to fly and we're so excited that we didn't wait and we just recently came out because we think and the stats prove this out this is actually the most entrepreneurial time in more than 20 years there are more small businesses that are defined as entrepreneurial that have been started in the last five months you know than in two decades And we think so many people, even if you might be in what's considered a regular job or a regular business, have to be entrepreneurial about what you're doing.
0: And we're glad we just pushed ahead. Wow. Well, uh, A, it's fantastic that you did push ahead, right? And I do think that is something that requires bravery to spread your wings when there is a prevailing wind and uh, people are advising you not to do that. And then that stat Uh, that statistic you just shared about the number of entrepreneurial ventures that have started in the last uh, few months is phenomenal, right? I don't think anyone would have thought that.
2: And it's the reality that, you know, let's say you had a certain kind of restaurant that's really not going to survive. Well, a lot of those people are coming up with new businesses and they're not the same field, right? And they're realizing they can't, we know we can't rely on our government now, right? we Probably can't rely maybe on the large company we've been working with. Um, so you've got to rely on yourself or, you know, we have another archetype we call the collaborator. That's a great way to start a new venture is with another person who has complementary talents
0: and skills. Well, fantastic. So thank you both so much for joining us today and really sharing some in. Sites regarding entrepreneurs and the connection between entrepreneurs and bravery and again your book is called the entrepreneurs faces how makers visionaries and outsiders succeed so best of luck in that book susanna if folks want to get in touch with you or talk a little bit more about the book or the work that you're doing how can they best do that
1: sure well we're we're both on linkedin of course so susanna camp and jonathan litman you can find us on linkedin but uh, you can find us on Amazon. The book is The Entrepreneur's Faces, How Makers, Visionaries, and Outsiders Succeed. It's also on our website, theentrepreneursfaces.com. And there you can take a diagnostic quiz and find out what your type is and get started on the way toward self-awareness and entrepreneurial success.
2: And I, I might add, Ed, we love to hear uh, your type when you, when you take this quiz or you uh, read the book. And we'd like to hear you know, how you've been brave or how you
0: will be brave maybe in the coming weeks. Well, I did not know that there was an online assessment, so I think that's fantastic for people to integrate themselves in the work that you're doing, right? What a great way to pull people into the story you're telling and the experiences of your entrepreneurs to self-identify what of, you know, which of the 10 types you might be closest to and how you can continue to make success. So, thank you both so much for joining us today. Uh, we really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you, Ed. Thanks, Ed. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Apple, Google, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher and TuneIn. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at CabotRisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.